go ahead. Hey, and welcome yeah. back to What's on the Plate. These are your hosts, Evan Neubauer and Taylor Johnson. Welcome back from our last episode about foodies, and now we're here to talk about food for America. Good morning, Evan. Hi, Taylor. How are you? I'm doing great. Um, so, food. What's to talk about? Um, let's talk about comfort food. What's your favorite comfort food? Oh, I love me some good tomato soup and grilled cheese. Honestly, whenever I'm feeling down, I just like to, that, that stretch of cheese, it's the best. It's the best. I like chicken noodle soup. You do? Yeah, like homemade, homemade chicken noodle soup that you cook like all day in the crock pot. Ooh, that is, that's the stuff and because the I'm. the smell of it. Too. Yes, it smells so good. It makes your whole house sound, smell amazing. And then you can heat it up and have leftovers later on and those homemade noodles. Oh, Jesus. I love it. Oh, I'm hungry and it's 8 a.m. I am also hungry, which is why I brought hot cheetos to school the high snack you know what i'm talking about my family is very health oriented so i have apples oh i'm allergic to those so oh oh no that sucks food allergies am i right can't relate speaking of health related issues <laughs> let's talk about how um food kind of affects our health as a as americans yeah uh it's very common for us to have you know, it's very common for us to have a comfort food, and it's almost, it's very normal, but the whole concept of a comfort food is whenever you're down, whenever you're feeling sad, that's what you eat, you know? So is it okay, is it healthy to have something, to have eating, and eating that specific co comfort food, you know, as a coping mechanism, especially whenever comfort food is often not super healthy? Well, um, I think to an extent it could be healthy, but you need to also have a person that you have to talk to to talk about your feelings instead of just eating them because that can lead to things like eating disorders and type 2 diabetes and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, speaking of eating disorders, you know, that is becoming such a big problem in in our culture. And I know that obesity is a really big issue, um, especially in our country. Do you think that that has like any tie into comfort food and the idea of eating to cope? Well, I mean, like, <coughs> I don't know. Uh, me personally, having gone through like anorexia, anorexic tendencies in the past, I guess it kind of had something to do with comfort food for me getting over that. But it could also go off the rails and turn into like obesity, which is so popular in America that even people who are doctors and in the um, in the medical profession are still unhealthy because of their food choices. So, um, what about sports? Um, I I'm a figure skater. That that's my sport. Um, I do figure skating and I do color guard. And you know, figure skating and ballet and gymnastics, I think, are the three sports that are really susceptible to eating disorders, particularly you know, like anorexia. Um, and, and I think the reason that that is, or the reason that's been explained to me is just because those, those sports are so competitive and really the only way to be really good in those is to be really little um, and really young and flexible. And, you know, of course, size is something that matters and size is very much tied to what you eat. So as a skater, at least I know that there is so much, I, I feel a lot of pressure on staying little and staying small um, in order to be competitive. I know, 
like I have friends who are wrestlers that um, their coaches are making them lose weight to get into a lower weight class and they're just stuck eating things that they don't like just to try to cut a few pounds and so I just think the <coughs> society is turning food into like a negative thing especially in magazines and on social media that everybody has to be slim and look beautiful and be all muscular and stuff like that and I just think it's just not healthy it's it's definitely not healthy and the and the crazy thing is that you know particularly for men I feel like we want to be very skinny and very little and not take up space but we also want to be very strong and muscular and of course the only way to build up those body tissues is to eat and so it's kind of this counterintuitive conversation that's happening and I think that that can be really hard for people. And I think that men don't get enough attention when it comes oh, to um, stuff like that where just because they're not pushed as much as females to look great they still have that pressure of oh that girl or guy doesn't like me because I don't have as much muscle as that other guy or um, maybe I'm not eating right and that's why um, I have acne or stuff like that which is um, very very hard on their self-esteem food can have a very big impact on people's self-esteem yeah um, especially in this world of social media where you know the culture the food culture of taking pictures of your food and what you're eating and you know is it going to be healthy is it going to be something that's pretty to look at you know food itself is very monetized and very very public but so are the people who are eating it or who aren't eating it um and and i think that that's really a weird a weird dynamic whenever you can scroll through your Instagram and have these photos of beautiful food that chefs have curated all day and that just looks so good and then you scroll and you know then you see models who are tiny and strong and gorgeous and it looks like they don't eat anything at all I feel like for um <laughs> Food being modeled on social media is uh, making it harder for people who are trying to start their own food business to where, like, I remember when I was little and I'd have a lemonade stand, it'd just be little plastic throwaway cups with just lemonade in it that cost like 25 cents. And now you'd have to like beautify it up and add like a slice of lemon onto the cup to make it all beautiful. And people that are just trying to sell things like cookies from home, they now have to be picture perfect or Instagram worthy, which um, just puts a lot of pressure from a young age when it comes to food, when you can just sell things that taste good instead of looking their best. Yeah, I think there's a lot of pressure on, you know, what we eat and how pretty what we eat is, as well as what do we look like when we are or aren't eating it. And it seems that there is this separation between food and how you look and there is not you know those things do correlate together and the only time that you see those things together is in a very negative light you know you see people eating too much and so they're really big or you see people who aren't eating enough and so they're too skinny you know but there's never a correlation between healthy you know healthy looking and healthy eating and looking beautiful and still being a very healthy and pretty person I um, got intrigued <laughs> by what you said about how you look when you're eating it it's so, it's such a, a double standard when people are like, you have to be ladylike. You have to be ladylike when you eat. You can't have food on your face. But then no one says that for men. Like, we always have to have napkins on our laps, and we also have to eat these tiny 
pieces of food, we have to cut it into little pieces so we don't get it on our face. And I just think it's just so stupid. Like, why? It's all going into the same place. So I just thought that was interesting. Yeah, and I think I think the world of food and the world of health is very oriented toward women, um, especially mm-hmm. this big push that has been for um, the healthy lifestyle in terms of, like, keto and veganism, you know. You never see... Um, or you very rarely see a guy being told, you know, you should go vegan because it's good for the planet and it's going to be healthy and, you know, animal cruelty. It seems like the only time that we hear that is whenever women are telling other women mm-hmm. to go vegan or go on a diet. And that that's really where I see a lot of that pressure to eat right um, for the sake of, you know, our health and the environment and all of those reasons. Also the things, things like diet pills very frustrate me and people that are taking vitamins vitamins are all good but you need to be eating those vitamins instead of replacing food with those um daily supplements it's not giving you everything you need which is why i think people need to eat meals instead of pills you know what i mean yeah yeah um i think that you know what's healthy and what's pretty are not always the same standard and I think that's really damaging to people because they want to be pretty but then they're not healthy or they want to be healthy but then they don't think that they're pretty and I think that's a really big issue. Speaking of healthy, eating out. Eating out, when when people think of eating out they always think of oh McDonald's or Taco Bell but what about the restaurants like Backyard Burger or Olive Garden. Olive Garden, those breadsticks. I know. Ooh. I love their lasagna. <coughs> okay, real question. Is it okay to eat bread on the side of your pasta, even though they're both gluten? Of course. Absolutely. You take a bite of the bread, and then you eat the pasta after, but it's in the same... You're chewing it at the same time. Oh, this is strange combination. You think I'm a monster, don't you? I really do. You don't eat your bread on the side of your pasta? No, you eat the bread first and then you eat the pasta. Well, I mean, yeah. Olive Garden, their breadsticks are good until they get cold. And then they turn, like, really hard. And you yeah. Can, you can't reheat them. That's mm-hmm. so frustrating. For real. Um, I think that's about it that we have for today. Um, join us next week um, for a podcast about eating out and eating in and some home-cooked meals. Um, and as always, send us your thoughts. Thank you so much. We'll see you back on What's on the Plate.